1: welcome to another seconding episode of the comic book chronicles i am your host writer cat you can find me at writer cat on twitter newsers need on twitter Caps on instagram south carolina with columbia down the way <coughs> And the sound effects you've heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn. 1, agent underscore, 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and threads.
0: What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the borough of kings in the city that really does never sleep.
1: Is Brooklyn in the house? Without a doubt. Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Indeed and you can find this here podcast on the coastal of the podcast network at cspn.us do it today you can also find us on your podcast through place of choice whether it be google play apple itunes AKA like apple Podcasts, spotify or the coastal of the podcast network soundcloud page
0: make sure to click like subscribe and leave us all the positive five star reviews especially on apple podcasts
1: gia yeah. Um, well, folks, another week, uh, you may or may not, uh, have just seen or heard or both of, uh, the last show, which came out of probably a couple of days, uh, uh as of, uh, this recording. So this is another one of those weeks, uh, um, right. you know, partially, well, uh, partially due to mo- pro- movie protocol, partially due to me, uh, to, to get into it kind of late, but regardless, hey, enjoy both. Uh, but we're going to kick this off and get to running because we don't have any new shows this week yet, and Invincible doesn't come out until Friday, so we can't talk about that until next week. That's always great. Uh, we're going to start off with books with Fantastic Four number 13.
0: So this week's Fantastic Four number 13 is written by Ryan North with art by, uh, Ivan Coelho, colors by Jesus Obertov, and letters by our favorite. Favorite lettering Python, VC's Joe Caramagna. So, if you thought that we were going to get something other than a direct follow up to the cliffhanger page from the last issue, in which we saw a T Rex Dr. Doom making an entrance, guess what? You were absolutely mistaken. We got immediately following what happens immediately following that really great entrance. In that uh, on that cliffhanger page from the last issue. And uh, we get to see uh, Ben Grimm, both Ben's Grimm, I, I kind of liked the, the, the way Ryan North wrote the plural in there, the way that both Ben's Grimm in this issue use their ever-loving noggins to put together a
1: stratagem to uh, ultimately foil the Doctor's Doom. Indeed, no rocks in their heads for this for this plan they've cooked up. Right, <laughs> just a matter of uh, knowing your people, knowing who you're dealing with, <laughs> and using that to your advantage. Absolutely, talk
0: about having like a scouting report developed over you know like hundreds of you know issues of uh, of uh, previous encounters. Right,
1: right, and it makes sense because yeah, if you if you fought somebody that many times, you should at least know something about them. You know, and is and and or not leave it to the person you would think knows them slightly slightly better. That being Reed Richards, you know, like at, at this point, all of them pretty much got got some pretty uh, you know, some some pretty good intel on the dude. So, uh, one, I love this color, cover. It's frucky, It's Doctor Doom riding a dino dino Doctor Doom. Sure, you ain't gonna see that too many times, um, and that's pretty great uh and what happens inside is also you know in its own right pretty great because yeah you because you see um this whole so first of all i was like wait did we do the whole um merging of worlds thing you know around secret wars so i was like victor did you not really remember this or something like i get it it's, it's a slightly different Thing or maybe he? I guess he wasn't a part of that particular thing. Now that I think about it, because I just remember that. But regardless, I'm like, wait, we kind of did this before. Is it, the main thing, but <laughs> it doesn't really matter because uh, you know the the things happen, and um, I, I found it, the the other thing was I found it kind of funny that uh, our Earth Avengers was having uh, um, a time with the Dino FF F- F that they were uh, fighting against. Uh, until Ben kind of came along, so it's like right and cursed and cursed at them, right. um, <laughs> you <laughs> know, quite I'm literally, literally cursed. At them. Exactly. What would Antipasu you say? You know. So
0: you know, I uh, just very quickly on the cover, I kind of hope that they do a poster of this cover because it is an Alex Ross cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's just really
1: cool looking. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would probably get that if if that were the case. Um, I could I could see that because it is a if you're watching the video version you can see said cover so uh, you know if you don't know what we're talking about and I haven't switched over to any variants just yet but um, it's a pretty good cover <laughs> that's enough said about that and uh, and uh, the issue itself particular it's click of the week for for myself I will say because it was a uh, pretty good and then I guess. With the next issue that uh, the the next or well, the last page kind of tease, I guess we're fold, uh, folding back to that whole we're at the end of the year thing. And so, uh, you know, we're going to see what the kids are up to or at least getting to that part. Right. Kind of folding them back into the story. Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I don't know how I, I, I guess what I will do is be patient and wait to see how. Ryan North pulls this off, and how he executes this story because it's definitely it's it's most certainly a contrived way of separating the 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 parts of the family from each other, so that we can reestablish why uh, why Ben and Alicia are are, are fun together, why um, the FF the core group of the FF are fun together, and why they matter, and keeping the I guess the future foundation and the, and the children away from them really gives everyone room to breathe a little and also gives North some space to, like you said, find out what these kids have been up to since they've been away from their parents for so long. Right. So, you know, it's, it's definitely an, an interesting storytelling mechanism that he's using here to give everyone space and then you know, put them in newer, I guess, more even evolved or just different spaces, and then bringing them back together to see how they interact. Right,
1: and it, it, as 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 this might sound, it's a good way to uh, let's just say extend your run. Because that's yes. one way to think about it. Yeah, that's one way to think about it. You know, which I mean, again, as we have said in the past, we come from an era where there were long runs of books. So right. And that doesn't happen as much these days. So you know, when you get a book past twelve, depending on the depending on the character, twelve to twenty five issues, you know, you you kind of um, you know you kind of saying something these days. Uh, you know, because not a lot of people get the get the chance to get their story all the way out. And I don't know what Ryan North uh, and Cruz's full story is, but hey, I've been enjoying it so far. Unless, right. you're, let me you that, unless you're a Spider-Man, because clearly that, that you know, <laughs> that has been going on uh, a good bit and has, uh, I guess, has some potentially interesting legs. We don't know what that gang war stuff is. But
0: yeah, whatever. we don't know. We try not to mention that Zebul
1: story unless we have to. Yeah. Anyway. So, but it is a thing and it is a thing. So that being said, we can push on to the next book we have in common, of which we have a few. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number four, I believe, of five. Is that right? Yes, it is. Uncanny
0: Avengers number four of five is written by Jerry Duggan with art by Javier Garon, colors by Maury Hollowell, and letters by VC's Travis Lanham. So, everyone, raise a glass, give a round of applause to Roddy Cat for figuring out who is behind the Captain Krakoa helmet. He called it a long time ago, folks, and uh, it was a sucker bet indeed. If you bet against Roddy Cat on this one, because it was a pretty good guess.
1: Well, let's put it this way: my odds have not always ever been in my favor. So the, the one or two times that I can I, that I can score a win, I will take it. Psst. But no, that that is not why I wanted to uh, to to, um, to bring this up. Outside of the fact that hey, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Who uh, who who figured that out? Mm-hmm. Um, but also the the issue in itself was actually pretty good. Um, there were things about it. Wait, did you do creative team yet before? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, right, because um, I was doing something else. So pardon me. But there were, were a couple of things that kind of uh, I guess further this part of the story and might actually lend into some other parts of the X story. Like, uh, it, it seems to be the case. Or at least a turning point in the uh the X corner of the universe in certain in in certain ways. So um but basically, hey, we've we like I just said, we find out who uh who's underneath uh the Captain Kakorath mask. Um Dr. Stasis's whole part in this might be slightly unraveling, partially thanks to Ben Uric. Um there was an immortal X-Men reference in there that was probably not for nothing, but probably nothing. Um, and yeah, the, the, the unity team is, uh, was, was, uh, was kind of out there fighting the fight and, uh, taking down one part of, uh, of, uh, Orcus's, uh, plan. It's not the big part, but it is, um, I'm sure it's going to lead into, to more parts, uh, you know, going into and out of whatever the the fall of X rise of X or whatever the case it is, uh, that's going forward. So, yeah. And like I said, it is, it is, it is uh, the, um, the, the fourth issue of five. And this is probably one of the, the other time that I could say, uh, last move, the blob ain't got nothing to prove. No, oh, no. Because that was kind of a thing in there. Also, we got two fastball specials this week, which is kind of funny. One that we didn't get to see the uh, the um the start of, and the other one actually, I'm not sure if we saw the start of the other one either. But um, or wait, was it? Just... Either way, there was you know, special is a, is a is a is a thing. But this one that w- that was in this issue kind of actually came out of nowhere, <laughs> and it wasn't by name, but it was like um, was like okay, cap. It just, I don't know who made that plan up, but sure, that was, that was a thing going yep. into this. But, yeah, it was a good, like I said, fun issue coming out of this. Also, I have in my notes, it was like, well, Captain McCall was hiding out of Camp uh, Lehigh, and Cat was going to be real upset about that. And the next week yeah. he finds out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, they didn't drag this out. Cool. <sighs> yeah, I got a kick out of that. That was funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was uh, Uncanny X-Men, unless Agent 7 is cutting something else to, on it. No. No, I'm actually eager to move
0: on to the last book that we have in common. I mean, it's not the last book that we have in common, but it's the last book we're going to speak about in depth right. in common, and that being Immortal Thor number 4, which is this week written by Al Ewing, with art by Martin Kokolo, um, colors by Matthew Wilson, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So I... uh. I encouraged Roddy Cat this afternoon and this evening to catch up on Immortal Thor because I've been up on this since Jump, and Roddy Cat's been kind of you know lagging behind after I think the first issue. Actually,
1: so, I wasn't. I was not as um, far back as I thought I was. It was only I had not read the last issue, so, it wasn't, uh, so right, I wasn't. Right, so
0: three. Yeah. Right, so you're only behind on three, right? But I remember having to tell you to to read two. Like I don't right. think you read it that week, but you right. eventually, you know, had gotten to the point where you read two. Just right. when three came, you hadn't gotten to it yet. That that I kind of remember because I remember we both talked about issue number one on the same to, uh, on the same show. Mm-hmm. So I've been very enthusiastic about this initial part of Al Ewing's run. And one thing that I, that I mentioned to Roddy Cat is that. I'm a fan of the old way of having Thor be scripted and having him speak, right? The very kind of stilted Shakespearean way of expressing, you know, Thor's dialogue on the page and even in your mind as you read it, right? Al Ewing's not doing that exactly, but there are hints of it it's in the cadence it's in the rhythm it's in certain parts of how thor is written now you know it's inter interspersed in there in splashes of our splashes of like the modern way of thor speaking and being written so i like the, the the balance that he's struck so far and this issue saw Thor using you know much like Ben Grimm or the Ben's Grimm in the FF issue using his noggin and not ma- not not necessarily telling everyone what the plan is but working with Loki or at least this version of Loki in order to enact the plan to deal with uh, Toranos this uh, new big bad that Al Ewing has brought forth for uh, for this initial run of Immortal Thor and a concept that basically united the entirety of the comic book chronicles hosts our entire host panel way back during the secret wars era the hickman secret wars era um was reborn in the pages of this issue in a different form but with the same name with the same concept really and You know, a uh, uh, bottom line, it was pretty rousing. And if you if you thought that this would be a candidate for click of the week for me, you're
1: damn right. And uh, for myself as well. So, and I say kudos to uh, Agent Seventy because yeah, when he mentioned it, you know, he didn't give me anything about it. He was just like, yeah, you don't want to. And now sometimes he does, you know, say it's like suggest a a book that he's read. It was like you know, pretty good that he didn't give it And we we both do it for each other and and the others of our our crew uh but i figured when he mentioned it to me there was a there had to have been a particular reason as to why but i didn't i wasn't entirely sure then and plus i had to was it, read uh issue three again and at the pretty much at the end of season uh, uh issue three i was like okay i'm i'm seeing something forming here and then at the beginning of four i was like oh i see where they're going here but i was not expecting for them to evoke <laughs> to evoke that um that particular uh, naming convention in this, and I admit uh, to age seventy. As a matter of fact, I, I messaged him right after I finished him very gleefully uh, when I when I read the book of that. Because yes, there is there is no shortage of enthusiasm and and, and love for um, uh, the Thor series and Secret uh, Twenty Fifteen Secret Wars. Which mm-hmm. again, if you haven't read it, read it. You don't necessarily need to read Secret Wars for that, but hey. And I would say, you know, it doesn't, you don't really need to know that much about
0: Thor, but it does help to have a background in, in like basic Thor story because we're four issues in and Al Ewing is definitely mining a lot of the classic Thor stuff. You know, there's a lot of classic stuff that he's kind of not retconning, but undoing to a certain extent, or at least reviving older concepts you know uh, as flashbacks as as temporary uh changes of status in this issue you know uh in, in order to help give Thor more literally more thors to help combat uh the threat of uh
1: toranos or toranos right and the and the way they did it was uh really familiar for anyone who has played a game of uh streetball <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think it's safe to say that. So that that was a, a pretty fun bit. And uh you know, it's Al Ewing. We 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 love uh we have you know, for quite a while uh loved uh, Al Ewing stuff that just got cemented when he did Immortal uh, uh Immortal Hulk. So Right. right. Al Ewing to be. Oh, damn good. Go ahead. No, I was just saying Al Ewing continued to be uh, a damn good writer.
0: Sure. And at the end, right? The cliffhanger at the end of the issue is very interesting because it brings back a concept from the Jason Aaron run. Right. And you you know, I'm like, whoa, whoa I haven't seen we haven't seen this character in a while.
1: Yeah. And I was like, wait, I because I remember seeing that character in a couple of episodes, like, what are we doing here? I'm like, but and the whole slightly red meta reference.
0: Yeah, very character. metatextual references. Yeah. yeah,
1: that that this character uh, mentions doing this one like, "Huh, that's uh that's going to be interesting." So, yeah. Um definitely if you're not reading Immortal Thor and you have any kind of uh affinity for either a Al Ewing's writing and or the character Thor or both, you know, check this out. Some good stuff.
0: definitely fun. Yeah. Definitely fun right now. All right. So I think those are the three books we're going to focus on. Is it all right if I start the rapid-fire review
1: section? Spin it up. I ain't got time to breathe.
0: Rapid-fire reviews, folks. First up is Kill Adelphia number 31. It's written by Rodney Barnes, with art by Jason Sean Alexander and Herman Aramuspe, colors by Lee Luffridge, and letters by Marshall Dillon. So, it's hard to hold, it's hard to hold secret what, which character, which Image Comics character appeared at the end of last issue. I did not mention it, but this character is front and center on the cover. That being Todd McFarlane's Spawn. And Rodney Barnes has brought the character into the Philadelphia universe, or has brought the Philadelphia universe into the Spawn corner of the Image Comics universe. I spoke to Rodney Barnes at New York Comic Con, and he, you know, mentioned a few things about the future, and he was very much thankful to be able to bring in uh, uh, Spawn into this book. And I thought this issue was okay. I I'm still trying to figure out how it all fits together but I also see now that in the backup issue the backup story that uh is teased as part of being like a new uh self-published thing uh that Rodney Barnes is putting forth um I see now how he's looking to expand and maybe do uh spin-offs of the Philadelphia mythos and in that corner of the Image Comics universe
1: so real quick before you go on, um, um, I sent Agent Seventy Seven something um, that I guess I think has to do with uh, the the backup story. If I'm not mistaken, right? That was from Rodney Barnes The Substack. Now there's a funny story I'm going to say real quick about that the character name that, that that is. So the character's name is Johnny Gatlin, and if anyone who has played the Saints Row video game series that sounds familiar with it's not the same character but it just sounds the same so i was like wait they put johnny gat in in Philadelphia, in and i kind of wonder if um if rodney barnes uh, kind of thought about that or something or i don't know or just a, it's just a coincidence because of what the the character does i guess right so.
0: All right, next up, Alpha Flight number 4 of 5 is written by Ed Brisson with art by Scott Godlewski, colors by Matt Miller, and letters by VCs Travis Landham. So Roddy Cat and I both read this. And this is the penultimate issue of this mini series that ties into the fall of X just prior to, you know, the, the, the new version of Hoxpox, right? And in this issue, there is a very well-worn trope of somebody screwing things up for everybody else because they're being selfish. That's just part of life. Someone has to think of themselves only and chooses not to think of the safety and welfare of the other group of the rest of the group. And so the rest of the group gets screwed. Right. It's not the first time. It will never be the last time you see it because it is part of the human condition. But when I saw it I was like, "Oh, that's not going to work." Right. And no, actually it didn't I'm, matter who the character was. No, I was just going to say, it didn't matter who the character was as long as that was, was the as long as that was the actual story mechanism, I understood what was going on. Yeah. You were know saying
1: yeah, and you saw that one coming cuz this character that character kind of been had been buzzing a uh, uh, buzzing about through this whole series. So, it was that. But yeah, but you mentioned tropes, and I'm like, yeah, there's another one in more relation to Alpha Flight that is also um that we found out about last issue that still kind of plays into this one in which uh, at the end of last issue, we found out who is uh who is under who is going by the name Nemesis now. And of course, it it would not be either this uh, character or one of the main characters of this book. uh, You know, it would, there's always a new secret identity. There's always a new superhero. It's not going to be like some
0: rando member of gamma flight or beta flight. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I understand what, where Roddy cat is coming from on this one. So, all righty, next up is Black Panther number six. It's written by Eve L. Ewing with art by Matt Horak and Mac Chater, colors by Jesus Aburtov, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So this is an, origin, uh, an issue that focuses on the origin of, I guess, the new or the current big bad of this Black Panther arc. That being not the White Wolf, because the White Wolf is a very different character, but the Gray Wolf. And I'm like, oh, okay, we couldn't find another animal? <laughs> we couldn't call him the Grey Okapi or something? You know, uh, I got a little bit of uh, Attack on Titan on the brain. That's why Okapi like, popped into my head just now. <laughs> but um, bottom line is that's what the focus of this issue is. And if you are in the least bit interested in how Eve Ewing is establishing some of the, the – the lore that surrounds other parts of Wakanda that she's exploring, because uh, a very present uh, a very present piece of information that's in this run of books so far is a map of Wakanda showing where Birnan is, T'Chaka is in relation to Birnanzana, the capital city of Wakanda, and some of the other cities that probably will play a role in the storytelling and kind of serve to be uh, kind of mirrors to, you know, real world issues of, you know, immigration, migration, and uh, dealing with uh, 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 expats in, in in a foreign land. So uh, it's, you know, that, that's an ever present thing in our society and in our world right now. And it is definitely uh, present in the pages of Black Panther.
1: And it's interesting that you say that because I really, realistically, while that is all of that is true, I didn't think about that just like that. I was just like, "Well, this is just a holdover from Coates' run because he did that exact same thing." Well, have, have by having the map in in most issues right. of thing, but yeah, this one in this case, it, it, there is a, a another use of it. So, uh, right, but yeah, uh, I was just going to say real quick that yeah, we we find out that the big bad is um, the big bad's origin is tied to something uh I guess so one would say intrinsic to the Black Panther in a way. Or a couple of things in a in, in a way that we're gonna I find was out. gonna say it's
0: very MCU killmonger to a certain extent. There
1: is also that too, so yeah. Um and oh, actually sure. and also something out of Culture's run, because it was like, cause the start of the the um, the start of the issue was basically a tale from an older Black Panther, but if you think about what happened to the last part of, uh, of uh, uh, not coach run, sorry, John Ridley's run, um, something similar kind of happened uh, and, and kind of led into something or led into the end of that book. So it was like, okay, so they're t- kind of taking a little bit of something to that and a little bit of this and kind of blending that into something. So, you know, where E. Bell Ewing is going with this, we'll see, but as a, so far, yeah, it's still interesting. Continue. Alright,
0: next up is Daredevil number three. It's written by Saladin Ahmed, with pencils by Aaron Cooter and Farid Karami, inks by Cam Smith and Farid Karami, colors by Jesus Aburtov, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. This Daredevil run, coming off of the, the way Zadarsky ended his run, and the way Saladin Ahmed has picked it up so far, is lots of fun. The concept is great. Matt Murdock, Mild spoilers here has almost literally been reincarnated as a Catholic priest, but he has now retained or regained his memories as daredevil and uh, little bits of the daredevil mythos are slowly coming back into play in this book slowly, but surely, you know, it's almost inevitable that the character that makes an appearance at the end of this issue is going to come back. But I still like the idea that they finally put the priest collar on Matt Murdock and, they, and I think they're going to let it play for a while. I really appreciate this kind of different take on uh, Matt Murdock's character and like something like that was just almost too obvious to do. I don't know why they hadn't done it before. All righty. I uh, don't have much left after this is just Jean Grey, number four of four. It is written by Wheezy Louise Simonson, art by Bernard Chang, colors by Marcello Maiolo, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. I won't say too much about this issue because I know Roddy Cat is going to read it. Ultimately, though, we know how this all wraps into or ties into what's going on in the pages of Immortal X Men and the current uh, fall of X storyline. So, is it crucial? Kind of, because it's important to see how Jean Grey goes from here into the you know rest of the uh, co- the X Men corner of the Marvel universe. So, I think it's I think it's pretty important to read, but. It's more like it's something that could be covered, you know, not in a whole four issue limited series, but it's good that the that Marvel and the X-Men editorial group gave Wheezy Simons and some room to explore the Gene Gray character under her watch. Because a lot of the stuff that uh Gene Gray underwent occurred when Wheezy was editing the X-Men books or writing X Factor. So she is very familiar with a lot of the events that are portrayed in the four issues of this limited series, you know, not just from the writer's perspective, but also from the editorial perspective. So um, I'm very much happy that they gave her this book to explore the Jean Grey character and the Jean Grey history. So uh, that is it for my rapid fire books.
1: Alrighty, uh and as i take up the take up the rock we take it over to the vampire side of the marvel universe with blade number five uh written by uh brian edward hill or just going by brian hill at this point so i don't know why i keep doing doing his whole name but hey um art by elena casagrande color artist kj diaz and letters by vc's Corey pedet So, after what I almost kind of forgot what happened at the end of the last issue happened, Blade is kind of upset by things. He was already upset because he unloosed this ancient ancient evil uh, on the world that's kind of starting to wreak havoc. But, um, and also got Doctor Strange kind of riding him for it. Uh, And and that continues in in this issue as... um, something happens at the end of the last issue uh and uh blade has to get a recount of uh what's going on from doctor strange be- because of it uh leading blade to really really want to go after the the big bad in this in this book uh, again named the adana which he does but fails to do so uh but, but fails to uh to to uh to end things which Brings him to have to kind of reassess and actually, uh, basically, in almost shown in fashion, need to train and get more powerful, which sends him to the most unlikely of, of ally uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, sources to get some training, especially if you're Blade, and that's all I will say about that. Uh, next up, though.
0: Did he go to Aunt May to learn how to make wheat cakes? I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> no, that was his mid-stop. He went, he went there before he went to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, next up, though, is Astonishing Iceman. Um, number four. Oh, come on. Come back here. Where are you going? Oh, uh, There we go. Written by Steve Orlando. Art by Vincenzo uh, Karatu. Color artist Hava Totagli and Chris Sotomayor. And letters by VCs Travis Lanham. So, folks, if you're watching the video version, you can see um, one source of excitement for myself uh, in the, for this issue. Because two-thirds of the amazing Spidey and his amazing friends um, are together again. Because, you know, sometimes you just can't help uh, but enjoying that. Um... But yeah, Spidey kind of pops in to kind of help out because there's this Gen- Genosian um that was being hunted by Orcus. But it ends up being a trap for Iron Iron uh, Iron Man. Ice uh Iceman. And apparently uh of which um that trap had been sprung and the, at the end of this issue leads will lead Bobby um into a rematch with someone that uh he's already fought. But with the fact that uh, he's been found out, his home base has been found out, and uh, uh, the person Bobby cares about has uh, kind of been, uh, well, not necessarily taken out, but it looks like they're not—they're not, they're, they're not going to uh, be able to help. Let's just put it that way. So, and, uh, and 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 this Bobby seems to be almost stretching at his limbs of being corporeal. So we're going to see how that rolls out. Another side of that, we see the Vulture, who we've seen most recently in uh, um, um, Uncanny Spider-Man, um, who you know has a pet project with Orca's uh, himself, and that project was actually part of the trap uh, as um, as the Vulture and this one middle manager, as they call him, uh, kind of verbally spar for a second. So that's that was kind of amusing. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this ends up for, for Bobby Drake, uh, in the next issue. And last for myself is not a book that I've read, but it's one that I'm going to actually bring up because, well, read recently, I should say, um, it's actually going to, I'm debating about going back and reading the whole run, which that feels like a fool's errand at this point. Um, That's a lot books it is a lot of books and, and reasonable and i will tell you why i'm bringing it up in for in a second because gi joe real american hero uh number one was reissued this week uh from skybound comics if you're watching a video a uh, version you can see the recreation of the original marvel cover but with um with uh, the skybound banner up the top uh, there's also a variant cover that's pretty great with um, with uh, Cobra in the, kind of in a similar pose, which I think I did get. Yes, I did. Boop. Um And if you're watching the video version, you are seeing that at this point. The reason why I'm bringing it up, one, is because it is a reissue of that source, um, of that material, excuse me, but the reason why this is kind of significant uh, from what I've read and i don't remember it well enough to say that the, the that i remember it so is that this has been reissued with larry hama's original dialogue that was not pub- that was never published so right. the, so the, so what came out at the, in the marvel book is not supposedly not all in what's in this particular issue uh, so if that is something of interest to, to you, then that might be something you might want to look into. The other reason is also that, um, jajo Real American Hero has, uh, which if folks did not know is with, uh, Transformers and, um, you know, over at, uh, uh, Skybound and 301, which is where, weirdly enough, where, uh, where, um, where um, Real American Hero left off at IDW with 300 uh, is back now it's Skybound, continuing the story, um, you know that Larry Hama and crew was doing over there. So as far as I know, ain't nothing to change about that book, but I'm not up on it outside. And there's there's a lot of new characters and a lot of things that that book has been going through since the original Marvel <laughs> run. So right, um. But that is an undertaking uh, that one of these days might happen, but it won't be anytime soon. But for um, and there is of course the um, the cover to uh, GI Joe Ruler Micro Hero Three Hundred One, which is also a similar cover to the the, the other two covers uh, that I mentioned, but with wildly different characters. Well, not wildly different, I should say, but just a lot of different characters who was not in the original um, issue. So. Okay. And that, folks, is it for me, Clicks of the Week. Clicks of the Week!
0: Yeah, mine's easy. Immortal Thor
1: number four. Okay. Um... Uh, pull that back up, then.
0: Yeah, Immortal Thor number four is it for me. I did enjoy Daredevil number three. I enjoyed Fantastic Four number 13. Um... Those are probably my top three books of the week. Uh, you know, it was a nice fun read, nice you know, set of fun reads this week.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm not surprised by this because, you know, one, we glowed about it and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and give dirt's click of the week. Cause that's what I was actually preparing for before, uh, agent 70 went in, which is good. Cause I kind of should have figured that, um, Time of time, excuse me. Time before time, number 25, 29, Excuse me. It is the last issue of that series, um, and I am wildly not caught up on it, even though I was reading that book. And that's the book you kind of have to devote some time because it's a little dense. Because uh, even if you're reading it, um, you know, uh, month to month, there's a lot going on in that book. As a matter of fact, as Agent Seventy, I'm excuse me, as Duck. Uh, Dirt says so he says sorry to see it goes confusing at times because tri- time travel but often so good and yeah it's, he's, he's right about that because this has been a good book um, when reading it but it does get a little uh, um, as the Huvians would say timey wimey. me so um, I wasn't sure whether the book was ever going to come to an end but I suspect it was going to at some point so uh, you know I, this is kind of out of the blue for me so I had to get around to it uh, when I get a chance. But for my click of the week... Um, yeah, I'm going with win Age of 70. Uh, Immortal Thor. four. four. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Fantastic Four was great. Um, Uncanny was all right. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah. There, there's... I, there was nothing that i've read so far and i still have a few other books to uh check out uh which i might mention in a little bit um uh to to read but uh yeah immortal thor number four was uh was so so great and i i want before we move on i want to mention that there are some some new books that are that just came out like outsiders number one from dc um that seem interesting Speed Force number one from dc um, World's Finest, Teen Titans. Oh no, I need to catch up on the last one. And I think Green Lantern number five. I didn't get a chance to read. And there's a couple other books because I think uh, what Children of the Vault was the last issue this this week, but uh, neither one of us read it. Or oh, and uh, Superior Spider-Man actually started this week, um, and neither one of us had a chance to read it. But if there's something significant, we need to uh, to uh, check out in that book. Maybe we'll mention it next week. And also, uh, Saladin Ahmed's Terror War Number Seven came out this week, which was uh, which is the book I've been up on, but I didn't get a chance to read. So, yes, this was a pretty packed week uh, going into uh, next week's uh, <laughs> next week's holiday. So, um, you know, get to them if you if you can. And with that, folks, we're going to get into the news section. But first, an ad read.
0: Our first ad read of the night is for Blue Aprons Meal Delivery Service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you. Go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast's free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today! And now we get into the news!
1: And we get into cinematic news uh, as we do about this time. First off, um, yes, this has been the news lately, but um, hey, it's I guess it's still worth noting, but the Marvel's Wins box office, uh, the first weekend box office has the worst MCU opening weekend of all time. Uh, since this article's come out, that has kind of changed a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. But also worth noting uh, here is that the Marvel's, uh, also debuted, well, according to this other article, the, the Marvels debuted $110 million worldwide and had the best opening weekend for a movie by a black female director. And that has not been getting any kind of press, so felt uh, it uh, necessary to um, to bring that up. So, next up.
0: Director Nia DaCosta has been doing promotion for the Marvels, of course, but, um... Questions about the film's ties to X-Men lore have been brought up and uh, leading fans to view – uh, I'm sorry. So naturally, someone asked Nia da Costa, da Costa what her dream X-Men-related project would be, and it turns out it would focus on the two most famous leaders of the mutant team, Cyclops and Storm. Yes. There's a very specific era of the X-Men in which there is – um, and it's been rekindled over the years, mm-hmm. but there's a specific era that I think of when it comes to, when it comes to a uh, storm coming into her own as a, as the leader and kind of, uh, uh, taking, taking it on or taking it from the hands of Cyclops.
1: Yes. Which is the, the, the specific era. Agent is talking about. I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing it either. I also wouldn't mind seeing the next wave. Um, Movie with uh, with Tiana Paris, but that's a whole nother s- s- thing. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, sp- spoilers! If you still haven't seen the Marvels, by the way, um, which is something we didn't get a chance to talk about when we did our spoiler-free recap, uh, the Marvels reveals the truth about Miss Marvel's bangles, and I'm slightly disappointed because that's the part that, um, well, we knew about it because we watched a movie, but and I'm saying I'm disappointed is because we found that we knew we had an idea of what the deal was with the bangles. And I think we were right about that because it was only one of two things. It could have been right. And it ended up being the one thing that we thought about, but also, um, spoiler alert at this point, Kamala does not keep, get to keep both bangles and that part Outside of anything, kind of kind of mess with me for for a second. I'm still kind of confused about that. I'm right. like, Did they talk about that in the movie? They did not. Right? No, they didn't.
0: Right? She, so that she, yeah, she had him
1: at one part, and then just all of a sudden, no, no. Nope.
0: I thought it was a fashion choice, to be honest. But in any uh, event, I guess you know, it, you know, it, it's kind of weird. But that's really more of a. <clears throat> it, it's it's a slight. It, it's it runs along. A lot, along the lines of being more of an Easter egg for the longtime fans, right. because we all recognize the one bangle as actually being part of her costume. Right. As or opposed yeah. to being a mechanism or an artifact, let's right. say. So. Right. All right. Next up, the Marvel's post credit scene surprise star in Vellani. Now, nah, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I'm glad to say
1: that she was surprised that she was the one, I guess, asked to do it. Right. I do love her her quote in this though, um where she says, um she's like she's one, she said she said that uh doing this she's had to kinda chill in, in her own life because like she has kinda held celebrities up in in a certain fashion and you know just like Kamala in the movie, you know, which is not necessarily a spoiler. You know, she kind of learns like, hey, they're human. Uh, but also, she has this uh, this quote here that uh, says, uh, "I'm not trying to give him, guess Kevin Feige, a hard time right now until I get Miss Marvel season two, and then maybe I'll email him another seventy two questions." Um, yeah, I'm taking it easy. If he says the MCU is six one six, I'll let him believe that which I thought was, was uh, I had a, a, a little chuckle at that quote because she was, you know, she was kind of going on with that, uh, just like some of us <laughs> when, when, Kai, when Feige said that. So next up. All righty. Um, wait, did you, did you
0: do the, uh, the Tiana Paris one? No. That's the next one.
1: No, I did the, uh, the, the, um, the bank no, oh, no i was actually, tra- like, yeah, no, you're right you're right no you're right, you're right you're right you're right you did that one uh the marvel star tayona paris cried after uh earning part in the mcu uh so yeah she was in an interview with Rolling stone talking about um how overwhelming it was uh when she found out she got the part actually i just found out she was from she's from south carolina um from hopkins at, at that so shout out to her um uh, and also, there's a video f- f- uh, floating around of her, you know, getting uh, getting uh, suited into uh, the the uh, the photon suit uh, and and having much fun with that. And it was it is kind of a joy to see, you know. So so we love it when the, when the stars are having are actually having fun and not, you know, putting up with the crazy people and, and their rantings uh, all the time. But this, yeah. Anyway, next up.
0: So, The Watcher sets to return to season two of Marvel Studios' What If when the animated anthology series begins streaming on Disney Plus on December twenty second. In the spirit of the holiday season, a new episode will debut nightly for nine nights. those is eight crazy nights. So, check out the new trailer and poster now available to share with your with everyone. I watched. I just watched it. Didn't have time before tonight to watch it and Roddy Cat gave me a, a minute to a couple minutes to watch it just before you know just during our pre-production period before we started the show
1: yeah and uh, I believe the titles of the uh, episodes are also out there but it's not in this article um, but yeah it's some inter- interesting uh, stuff that was teased in that trailer I will say and like Agent just said yes so they're unleashing one per night starting with this uh, starting on December 22nd for Nine Nights, um, which I guess led one YouTube channel to kind of wonder how they're going to cover it. I'm like, just it's not that serious. Chill. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. So with the, what I'm not looking forward to, I, I guess, um, I'm not sure how it was going to be, but uh, we come to find out that uh, Avengers the Kang Dynasty is no longer being directed by Destin Daniel Cretton so um i guess with you know well it's you know what's what's
0: interesting is that he appears to still be working with marvel it's just that he's stepping away from this particular project right
1: um i believe he's still not like night like director but i feel like there's something about some other involvement he might be like a not well he's doing wonder man and he right. wants to kick
0: i guess it looks like kickstart the next shang chi movie
1: right i know what i meant but it was something in this uh, with this particular movie i thought it was the case but i can't remember if that's the case and it doesn't say here and also this article also says that uh, the screenwriter who was doing uh, king dynasty jeff loveness uh mm-hmm. also left the project which i did not know about uh to this so you know and with, you know, uh, I, I, people are, you know, buzzing about the whole legal troubles of John has made the dream being the catalyst and blah, 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 this and that, which may be the case, but you know, hey, we'll, we'll see what they do with this. Um, but who's being eyed. So there was some other fantastic four news that I've, I've I i did not put in for a reason cause I wasn't sure how valid it was, but nevertheless, Pedro Pascal is being eyed to play Reed Richards in uh fantastic four. Hey, I mean, people have liked him in his other stuff, and plus, you know, yeah. I, I guess if you want to, um, you know, you want to check box all check all those boxes, sure, why not? <laughs> you gonna find him in Doctor Who next or something? I don't know, but um, wait, he's doing Gladiator two, really? Uh, interesting. But yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal has pretty much a. Uh, uh, has been playing the, the the pop culture lot with, with his roles uh, lately. So, you know, there is that. Whether this will come to pass, we shall see. But at, at this point, and of course, Marvel has no comment. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes to pass from that. Next up.
0: So we were, it, it's probably pretty likely that Chris Hemsworth is going to return for another Thor movie if they have, a Thor 5, but who won't be back to direct would be Taika Waititi. He is just too busy, apparently. Uh he told um uh Business Insider on the red carpet for the next goal wins movie, and he basically said he would not be there for Chris Hemsworth's next outing as Thor. Right. He's you know, he's working on Something that's possibly Star Wars related, related, and the apparent adaptation of Akira, mm. the live action adaptation of Akira,
1: right? Because both of those has been kind of uh, floating around for well since since uh, since the Love and Thunder came out. So mm. All right, um, but I wonder where we see Korg is, is a, a, a question. Right.
0: right, 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 and we do see spoiler alert. We do see Korg appear in What If. Hmm. So, so it's not like it's not like Taika Waititi's like cutting ties with Marvel. That's right. that's not there. Right.
1: So, all right, folks. Um. Hey, guess what? Do you if you've caught up with uh, Loki season two finale, you will remember a certain line that was spoken by the title character, and apparently that line was improvised by Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Excuse me. There you go. Uh, If you don't, if you've not caught up with it, you should check it out because that was a damn good episode. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I won't say what line it was, just the case, but sure, hey, like I said, if you had told me that um, that was improvised, which you are, sure, I believe it. It makes sense. (laughs) You know, it's no, um, it's no. uh, What is love uh, from Wandavision? But hey, it was still a good line. (laughs) Next up. So, you know, Ki Hui Kwan
0: has basically re-entered everyone's consciousness in the last few years, and it's a good thing. And now he's going to strike while the iron is hot, while he was uh, working the uh, Indiana Jones kind of reunion tour. Even though he wasn't part of the most recent movie, he uh, approached Kathleen
1: Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, to try to get into Star Wars. Good for him. We need him everywhere. Yeah. So there was another um, article, and I think I saw a video uh, of him, uh, Kathleen talking to, uh, talking about her. But uh, there was a, another article saying that he believes that Ob slash Over or is basically a variant of Data from from the Coonies. Ah ha. And I was like, you know what? I love it because I think you, Agent Seven, even kind of mentioned <laughs> mentioned something, uh, not necessarily along the variant lines, but you definitely mentioned the Goonies in in his character there. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I can see it. That, I'm I'm alright with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Next yep. up, though. Huh. Alright, folks, there was a um trailer for that Sony Madam Web uh movie the yesterday as of this recording. And um it's a movie. That's that's a that's a thing. So what we find if you haven't seen the the, the uh the trailer, I guess if you feel so inclined, go check it out. Uh it has potential questions about it, but being that it's still one sony led and two not connected to the m c u uh, directly yeah you know I don't care as much about it, and what they're setting up here is like could be potentially interesting but it would be more interesting if it was more directly um in in tune with the m c u right so we have uh, dakota johnson uh and uh sydney sweeney uh you know as um Madam Webb and Julia Carpenter uh, respectively, which kind of suggests a thing, a recent thing in the, in the comics could potentially happen, but uh, we shall see if that's the case. And then there's another couple of folks in there that are playing other, uh, other spider women uh, that is notable, notable to some folks and uh, why are they all together? And, you know, uh there and then there's also another question of when is this is being t- when, when when what is the time frame of this because there's another character that is talked about slash shows up that has to do with um i i, I guess uh you know how Sony's license came to be <laughs> or the the, the 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 yes the 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 license that uh Sony's got uh, is trying to keep hook crook let's just say right Weird. Um, if they do a Golden Oldies uh, uh, movie, then we'll know something. But I don't. I don't think we uh, cool. will. We'll see that. Oh, Golden. Yeah. Anyway, next up.
0: Uh, Warner Brothers re- reverses course on Coyote versus Acme after filmmakers rebel. Really? So this is the uh, the John Cena movie, right? This is correct. Yep. All right. So now the studio will not allow the. Right, so they reversed their decision to bury the movie because they'll, they're now going to allow director Dave Green to actually shop at the live-action animation hybrid movie to other potential buyers instead of shelving the project for a tax write-off. The Hollywood writer has conf- – the reporter has confirmed. A uh, Hollywood reporter has confirmed the story. Amazon is said to be a contender in the mix with screenings for potential buyers taking place this month.
1: Okay, Yeah.
0: But you know and- what? Better, that? better that the movie comes out at some point.
1: I well, one the the, the movie was done just like Batgirl, but that didn't get this treatment. So I feel like this is getting this treatment because of who's in it. Uh, uh. So and that's kind of a bummer. But it it was, it was kind of weird. It was like yeah, WB was dumped it and everybody else kind of was going, you know, was sniffing around for it to 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 shop around for it. Um and and i guess they said oh no never mind don't worry about this as I just, somebody just said so which I, I i said a thing on on twitter about it i'm not gonna repeat it here but it's like this is it's kind of ridiculous one but also we come to find out which i forgot to put in the uh the audit, uh in the show notes which i'll mention here uh this whole thing got congressional heat on it because uh you know I would like to believe the folks with better things to 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 deal with in Congress, you know, uh, um, at this point in time, um, you know, excuse me, chose to deal with this, which, uh, granted, there is something to it. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not for nothing, not for nothing. But it's like, you know, there are I feel like there's slightly better uses of Congress in time. Basically, Texas Representative uh, Joaquin Castro calls for the Justice Department. Uh, and the FTC to look into whether the studio violated, violated anti trust guidelines in this tax write off plan that um, uh, Warner Brothers is going through when they when they um, uh, kill this movie. You can read about that in the show notes. Uh, we're not going to go into it here. Uh, next up, uh, it's you. Sure. Sorry, hold on. Let me. Uh, there we go. Uh speaking of DC news, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow finds its writer in uh Anna Noguera. So this uh is... there's no director attached but Noguera's deal is only recently closed. Um uh, apparently this she was quietly um hired to write a Supergirl movie back in 2022. Um, and then the flash thing and yada, yada. But yeah, so now she's doing Supergirl and I guess she's done some other stuff that people may know about that, some of which I don't, but eh, good for them. Next up. DC has released the
0: first trailer for its festive special, Merry Little Batman, ahead of its prime video premiere on December 8th. The trailer shows Batman's son Damian Wayne's adventures on Christmas Eve while his dad is out fighting bad guys, Damien seeks some glory of his own, but accidentally comes across a villainous plot to steal Christmas and has to rise to the occasion and save the day. Okay.
1: Yeah, this weirdly had a Home Alone vibe to it. I have not seen the trailer fully, but I've, well, I've seen like a piece of it, I should say, uh, which slightly felt a little Home alone but not really. But also the art style was different. Uh, from a lot of other DC's animated affair which has been kind of um, I don't want to say controversial, that's, that's, that's too hard of word, but people have been, you know, one way or another about the art style. Some people like it, some people hate it. So I, yeah, I'm not crazy about it, but hey, it is what it is. It's, it's a different style. Sometimes you need it. Next up, though, um, some sad news, Robert Butler who, uh, whoa. I hate it when to do this there we go um robert butler who was a director on i believe 66 batman and the star trek the original series uh has passed away at uh 95 so um uh let's see Yeah, uh butler's family announced uh the helmet's passing on through his obituary in the la times on saturday he was 95 doesn't necessarily say here what he passed on but we can assume natural causes um and yeah like i said he he uh, directed um a 66 batman series and uh a a good bit of um star trek the um the the uh, the original series so there you go next up
0: so the first model of the USS Enterprise ever used in shooting the original <laughs> star trek series may have actually surfaced after going missing decades ago. An eBay listing of a three-foot model of the enterprise appeared sometime early last week and named a starting bid of $1,000. The listing was eventually removed hours after it went up after people on social media and forums discovered it and pieced together what it likely was. Some of those enthusiasts said in the private Facebook group, uh, in a uh, private Facebook group, that they they had contacted the seller, suggesting it be returned to its rightful owner to its rightful owners, which many believe to be the estate of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry.
1: So now will be a time for me to bring up uh, my my toy corner, and I found this model of a ship. I don't know what it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you ought to pay me for it, but now nah, don't you wish you had it? uh that's something. Uh, hey, somebody was looking to watch the Super Mario movie. Um, well, it's coming to Netflix on December 3rd. Hey, there you go. Also, there was, a, there was a, um, a trailer for a Garfield movie that Chris Pratt is also voicing the character of. And I'm like, why? But I didn't put it in the show notes. I mean, I didn't put it in the thing. Because also, why? For the love of God, stop giving that man. Anyway, next up. John Wick fans should note that while John Wick 5 is on hold
0: until filmmaker Chad Stahelski and Keanu Reeves can crack a new story, uh, it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean John Wick, the franchise, is staying idle. So, um, the mythology continues to grow and the world building, uh, continues to evolve. Um, apparently in the discourse podcast, on the discourse podcast, Stahelski said that uh, You know, he talked about the recent prequel show, The Continental, but Stahelski was not very involved in that series. Instead, he revealed he's getting much more hands on with another totally separate John Wick TV series spinoff that he is developing. That is not only trying to bridge cinema and TV and include more action, but expands the characters and world building
1: of the John Wick universe. Okay. It also f- is funny because I know he has a hand in that, um, that other anime that um, uh, whatcham, whatchamacallit is doing, that, is, that he's doing the action scenes for. So I was like, yeah, he's, he's dipping his... I feel like he dipped his toes in the anime world for that so he could do this. Right. So, uh, but we'll see how both of those comes out. Um, and by the way, that uh, puts us uh, directly into the anime corner. Of which this next article is not in the anime corner, so I don't know why I put it here. But, uh, Exploding Kitties teaser unveils Tom Ellis as God in cat form. So, Exploding Kitties is a um, is a is a board game, a card based board game. Let kitties eat you! <laughs> I'm kidding, right? Uh, but yes, it's based on the 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 animated show. Is going to be an adult. Uh, more of an adult show, and uh, like I said, it is based off of the card game of the same name, Exploding Kitty, which I know some people really, really like, but I've never played, so I don't know that much about it. Uh, tagline here is An Adventure of Ungodly Proportions Begins Meow! Because you kind of have to have that cat uh, <laughs> that the, the, the cat pun. I see a couple of interesting names here, such as Lucy Lou and Zahir Zamata as well as uh tom tom ellis uh yes lucifer's tom ellis um uh if if you're wondering so there you go next up is
0: so we are now in anime corner So Netflix has unleashed a badass trailer for its now current original animated project, Blue Eye Samurai. I've seen the first episode; it is very good. So check it, check that out. You can check out the trailer and then check out Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I saw a piece of it during um, the the Geek Week stuff last weekend, um, and it looks interesting. So I'm definitely gonna have to uh, check it out at some point. So. Uh next up though One Piece anime makes big change to episode release schedule because that show is probably never going to end it's going to be like the Simpsons um according to this article One Piece episodes will launch at 6pm uh, spe- uh, specific <laughs> pacific so as opposed to whenever it was uh, premiering uh any other time. So I'm pretty sure One Piece fans already got that and, and uh are you know are are doing doing the due diligence for that. Next up
0: So apparently Undead Unluck brings in SpongeBob SquarePants for a wild anime cameo. So uh, SpongeBob made his surprising anime debut with a wild cameo in the latest episode of Undead Unluck's anime. Um, okay. So I have not watched Undead Unluck. Um, is it is it av- oh, it's available on Hulu?
1: I believe that's the case, yeah. I have not either. Okay. No. Um sorry I was just looking up something uh, out of curiosity here but okay who am I uh, let's see My Hero Academia reveals oh wait, I'm sorry we're, we're getting over into the, the manga corner now Twan. I didn't do that right. I was supposed to do the little hand motion, but it's yeah. right. So uh, Anyway, uh, My Hero Academia reveals the name of One For All's uh, second user. Uh, and this is, uh, I guess, spoilers for chapter 406 of the manga, mm-hmm. which I am going to assume Agent Seventy is caught up on.
0: No! I am not caught up on this, but you know, it's on my list. It's mm-hmm. definitely downloaded to my, uh, to my Shonen Jump app.
1: Which I'm going to take the time speaking of that so we, we know Agent Seventy is is now um fully locked in on Shonen Jump. <laughs> and also Comixology, which we'll get some news about that a little bit later. But I'm going to remind folks that hey, if you got a library card and um the the um the uh app Hoopla and uh, or Libby, they have a lot of this uh manga at your at your library. <laughs> that you can check out and, and anime and uh, whatnot. So, you know, and comic books actually, cause I, um, I think I bookmarked the, the invincible stuff, um, uh, so to, to possibly go through and that's in there. Just need a library card. Ding. Anyway, uh, next up, is uh, still my, my hero news, my hero academia reveals a uh, superpower behind Bakugou's new power again this is uh from uh chapter four or six, which i know agent 70 just said he uh is not caught up on so i you know,
0: yes i am far behind so, so i saved I him a read you. of that yeah. <laughs> yeah but check this out though the complete 1970s marvel godzilla the original marvel years series is going to be released in an omnibus i think we had news about this before But now we know exactly when it's supposed to come out. Marvel Comics is going to release Godzilla, the original Marvel years omnibus, including all 24 issues of the 1977 Godzilla comic series in collaboration with Toho International in October 2024. That's pretty cool. I have the first issue. I bought it as a back issue for like pennies or whatever. I'm very happy to have it. I have the original black and white omnibus. I'm glad that they're putting it out now in color.
1: Right. And it says here that um, there's going to be guest appearance, including the Avengers, which I feel like I remember there was an Avengers, uh, an issue of the Avengers where Godzilla popped in on or something. But uh, vaguely, Uh, the FF and, of course, Devil Dinosaur, because of course, of course. (laughs) So so that's yeah, that'll be neat to, to check out when that comes out, which is when does it say October 2024? Thank you. Uh Miles Morales faces off against uh Venom in Giant Size Spider-Man variant cover. So yeah, this is the variant cover for Giant Size Spider-Man number one. Uh Ji Hyung Yi. Ji Young Lee uh, is the uh artist on said uh variant cover. If you're watching the video version, you can see it there. Um, I feel like this could also double as an aliens, so, uh, <laughs> this is a very cover, but, uh, yeah, but that's going to go on sale, uh, January 10th. Uh, if anyone is interested next up.
0: So many
1: Spider-Man fans, including
0: myself regard the animated series, <laughs> the spectacular Spider-Man as one of the best Spidey adaptations in any medium, which makes the series' untimely cancellation all the more unfortunate. So there is apparently a silver lining to the story, though, because now producer Greg Weisman is returning to Marvel Comics to pen a new book called The Spectacular Spider-Men which will focus on both Peter Parker and Miles as they share the mantle of Spider-Man. So this is basically set in the current Marvel continuity, I'm assuming. And the cool thing is that it's going to be drawn by veteran, amazing Spider-Man artist, Umberto Ramos. So you, you, so you know that uh, people are going to be looking at this and recognizing the art and they'll probably pick it up for that. And I'm happy to see that Weissman is uh back in the Spider-Man corner of the Marvel Universe. Spectacular, spectacular. That's funny. I still miss that show. It's such a great show.
1: It's a pretty good show. Like, um, Agent 70, uh, we talked about it a, a while ago, and that, that is, is out there, all out there on Disney+, Plus. so you can watch it. But, um yeah, that, that was... A... We well,
0: do have a date... The release, Spectacular Spider-Man number one, will be released on March sixth, mm-hmm. twenty twenty-four.
1: So it was my impression of this because Weissman's writing this that it was, uh, but it, even though it does not say that here, and Agent Seven is probably more right than 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 not. Um, I had assumed that it was taking up after the show and just adding miles to it somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was going to be in that universe but yeah, it, it seems that it's probably going to be uh, in continuity uh, so, you know, hey, great <laughs> no problem here, Storm's mutant magic just uh, unleashed a kaiju on the Marvel Universe, this is I guess spoilers for X-Men Red 17, which now that I think about it, I have not read Um, but yeah, apparently Storm embraces her magical side, and uh, which I'm assuming Slightly also comes in, came in handy, uh, well, would have uh, come in handy in this week's uh, Immortal Thor, uh, right. Had it been a little stronger, but um, yeah, so this whole Genesis War thing is still going on in that book, so um, yeah, catch it. Next up, yeah, I
0: was about to say that's from last week,
1: right? So,
0: uh, spoilers the X Men just recruited the Avengers' most underrated powerhouse so um
1: yeah Look, I love the OG Guardians of the Galaxy you know you will never find well you will probably find a bigger fan but nevertheless young Vance Astro who who is the, the subject of this when he was on Avengers with uh, Firestar and apparently they had dated you know because they weren't together a whole lot um uh is, is the focus of this and i'm feeling like underrated okay i don't know powerhouse sure He i mean i don't know about all that he was just kind of right like he's
0: not gene gray you right. know
1: but he's powerful right you know now you know,
0: it, it, it's funny that like you know if if you look at it obviously because gene has the tk and the tele the telepathy right you know? He's just got the TK, but he's supposed to be one of the most powerful TK users out there.
1: Oh, he definitely ends up being that case when when <laughs> when he cooks. For yeah, but he gets years. the Guardians, right? Right. When he cooks for a thousand years in stasis and and, yeah, uh, uh, and, and comes back out. But which man, I want to go back and revisit that run because I love that uh, the, the OG guardians. Anyway, so yeah, this is and this I, I can't remember if Agent Seventy said or not, but yeah, this is that um, um, Marvel Infinity. Uh, book uh, uh, X Men Unlimited. Uh, for, for no, I didn't. That. That. Yeah, no, no, no worries, no worries. So that is not uh, a physical book. That is just the, like uh, the, the Marvel Unlimited uh, uh, book, which I've read some of, which, but I hadn't kept up with a lot of that because they they're, they put those things out uh, often. Anywho, um, what in the heck is going on with this? Uh, Oh, interesting. Damn it. Screen wrap. Okay. Anyway, one founding he, X-Men hero can destroy Thanos uh, solo, according to Marvel. Uh, and hey, guess what? We just talked about that. Uh, that said person, because apparently this has something to do with that original X-Men um, story that we know is coming up next month and um, with the the original five. And I'm gonna let you guess who that t- who that particular person is yourself. Someone we just talked about, exactly. So let you figure that out for yourself. Next up,
0: so Polaris returns to save mutant kind from annihilation, wielding her magnetic powers and bringing the celestial nowhere with her. Uh, the upcoming fall of the House of X and rise of the powers of Ten will close out the Krakoan era of the X Men and usher in a new age for Marvel's merry mutants. So Polaris is Krakoa's last hope against Orcus, and she dons a Magneto-inspired costume to honor her father and his heroic legacy, displaying her impressive feats of magnetism to save the X-Men! Spoiler
1: alert. Yeah. It's magneto What'd you expect? Um... Speaking of, hey, Marvel unveils new details on all of X-Men's uh, titles of, of that particular one is one of uh, for February 2024. So, this, is, this includes Cable, Dead X-Men, uh, The Resurrection of Magneto, and uh, The Fall of X and The Rise of Powers of X. So, which, uh, according to those articles, those last two uh sees the x-men taking the fight directly to nimrod so yeah there you go uh let's see scrolling through cable there's cable 204 there's dead x-men uh 204 i think well it looks like all of these books will have already started in january but they're just highlighting them for february for some reason oh okay hey x-men 49 looks to be one i will probably check out because it's a team up, looks like a team up with um, Wonder Man and Beast.
0: Yeah, they might be doing something to rehabilitate the Beast's character. Good,
1: because <laughs> I hated asshole Beast.
0: Uh, yeah. or, uh, <laughs> he's 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 been pretty annoying for a long time.
1: Yeah, so they need to do something. I miss the bubbling blue, the bubbly bouncing blue blue Beast. Yeah, Uh, of Avengers era. But anyway, there's a lot of uh, titles that are talking about here amongst uh, those that we mentioned. So we'll be talking about those uh, when that happens. Next up. All right. Next up, the Marvel Universe is about to get a new Ghost Rider. So
0: this past Monday, uh, Marvel teased the arrival of a new Ghost Rider series and with it a new character becoming the Spirit of Vengeance. So despite the character having an ongoing series active right now, Marvel is rebooting it with a new number one issue come March. Benjamin Percy will continue writing the series as Marvel newcomer Danny Kim will take over art duties from the committee of artists that have worked on the current ongoing. That's interesting. Hmm. Sure. I mean, it's nice that Ben Percy still gets to keep going on it. They just wanted to give the mantle to somebody new. Right. And I guess it's
1: going to lead into something significant. as Yeah. Or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they got rid of Robbie Reyes, which is you know just annoying. You know that they, they got really. rid of him. Like they couldn't
1: do something with the character. Right. They really did. Um, so, damn you, Jason Aaron. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ruin a marriage. Not. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, actually, I'm not really kidding. Um, a Marvel reboot of the Nam. Speaking of Jason Aaron, actually, um, Jason Aaron wanted to do a reboot of the Nam but marvel said no but he pretty much kind of did it anyway over at dc according to this article uh this is uh he was talking at thought bubble said that he pitched the nam uh, uh the nam reboot which was wait uh which was a, a vietnam military uh book from marvel from back in the 80s? 80s yeah like i remember i don't think i ever read it i think my brother did though um but i yeah. mean it was it was being done
0: not in parallel to, but like you know around the same time that g i Joe was going on, so right. you know it was like if you want you know kind of fake military stuff, there's g i Joe kind of more realistic military stuff here's the nom
1: right and and mash was still a thing back then also, so um but yeah. Uh, but yeah, he kind of says uh, that he was obsessed with telling the story. But basically, the, he pitched it to Marvel. They didn't, they didn't like it. So he made it into a DC vertical series called The Other Side, which I think is pretty much uh, done already. Uh, uh, so it still got life, regardless.
0: Next right. up. So uh, speaking of Jason Aaron, apparently, he, you know, in looking back on his two years on Marvel's Star Wars book, he now says that he was surprised that they were able to add so much to the official Star Wars canon through the comic book stories and says it was probably only b- uh, because Lucasfilm was distracted at the time. I love it.
1: Right. I'm not going to lie. I was, too, because I was like, wait, because we know a lot of the stuff because we know Star Wars had to have, there was only there was only so much they could do because they had to they had points that they had to get to right so uh adding to the story and putting a whole lot of stuff in here such as um Han solo's wife sonus of the Starrows by the way um as one of them who's a, who is still a character that's around, luckily uh and', and is a great character um but yeah that's uh that's it's interesting to know, and probably not surprising, because I was like, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they let him get away with that also. Anywho, speaking of Star Wars, after 43 years, Star Wars reveals Lobot's real purpose of the franchise, Uh, I guess. Which I just read this, uh, actually, wait, did I finish reading this? I think I did. So, yeah, this is uh from Star Wars 40, which came out, like, probably a couple of weeks ago, or, or um, uh, at this point uh and then during this whole dark droids thing which is also still going on which there was a um excuse me an issue of dark droids and dr afro that just came out with actually the, star, the son of star Wars in it, funnily enough so there you go but apparently um yes i did read this i remember reading this part so basically in a flashback we see lando and lobot pretty much talking about uh lando well nobody was pretty much having an issue with the fact that um uh lando could just lie so well and keep up with everything and and kind of kind of had some doubts about their friendship and and uh and lando pretty much assured him, like no somebody gotta have somebody to tell the truth to and you my friend are that person so he's basically um uh, lando's anchor so to speak so there you go next up Next up, a
0: new Funko Pop basically confirms the new title of Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Spoiler alert for Loki Season 2, Episode 6.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's always going to be the god of stories <laughs> at this point for me. Yes, he's destined with a glorious purpose. Exactly. Um, But it was good looking. Um, oh, wait, did I... Oh yeah, Disney Lorcana. Luckily for me, I got those because I'm not eight uh But yes, it, Disney Lorcana has a new set coming out, uh, and apparently already, it is, uh, it's coming out soon. Yeah, they've yeah they've been reissuing the first set, and this new set's coming out. I mean, that's kind of how this thing works. Like, they new sets right. kind of keep keep things fresh. But I do agree with it. like, yeah, the thing hasn't been out since what August. And already, right. what I was gonna say out.
0: is. If- uh, it, it seems like it was just yesterday that you were complaining that you were probably
1: not going to be able to get like the you know much of the first set, and I'm still complaining because I still haven't gotten any of the first set. So that that checks out. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's the whole thing. But yeah, this but basically this um article is um uh previewing a card, which is a Jimmy cricket card. If you're watching the video version. Uh, of this program, you can see it right here. There's some very good art continuing, continuing to be in this, uh, in the stuff. And I still want these cards, and I still mm-hmm. haven't. Um, yeah. Anyway, next up. Uh, ah, come on, there we go. Hey, three
0: heroes. I ahead. was about to say, three is proud to announce the release of MDLX Sideswipe, a redesigned version of the brash young Autobot warrior. So MDLX is a series of articulated figures capturing the spirit of three. Zero's renowned DLX series at a smaller scale with the similar high range of articulation and enhanced durability, all at a groundbreaking, affordable price. "Quote unquote."
1: I mean, compared to masterpiece uh, transformers, yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, this is like the um, the third collaboration between who MDLX? Who I'm not sure who or what that is, or three zero. I'm not sure who the hell that is or what that is, but I think there was a Megatron and another one. So this is the first time hearing about it for me. But it's a good looking figure. That's 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 the, the bottom line of it. So if you, if you watch the review version, you can see it. And, yeah, I mean for 80 bucks. Yeah, and coming with all the stuff that it comes with, that's that's pretty yeah. good. That's almost master masterpiece uh worthy. Yeah. So. Next up though. Does it transform? Uh yes. I believe it does, oh. actually. Yeah, yeah. They just don't show a picture of it, that's all. Yeah, I know. I noticed that also. Um Cause so I'm like literally scrolling through. I'm like, I don't see it as a car. <laughs> you're right, cause they don't really talk about. Our, oh no, says it with a high similar range of articulation, but that's pretty much as as far as it goes. No, but that's like movement. I'm looking right. for like actual transformed. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like, but luckily diecast construction. haha ha. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't say here, so that's that is intriguing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I will to, I have to research that. Nevertheless, um, what if the original team of Power Rangers never separated? Uh, well, the original Pink Ranger is going to, um, is is going to, you know, bring that up because uh, this was a Kickstarter thing. I'm pretty sure we've probably talked about previously. Um, uh, and a team up with Hasbro and Boom Studios is where, uh, wherein A.B. Joe Johnson is going to. Write uh, the series where uh, the original team stayed together, as opposed to what's going on in the book now, where they're like scattered to the wind, and Trini's still alive, and all kind of things going on that I don't think is canon, but it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, and uh, let's see, do we have a time frame of when this is going to happen if it happens? Yes, February 7th is the release date for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Return by uh, Amy Jo Johnson, Matt Hotson, and Nico Leon. So, there you go. Next up.
0: Image Comics has
1: restructured
0: its sales department to include the addition of Margot Wood as a new vice president. Wood is the new VP of book market sales, reporting to Image Publisher and CCO eric stevenson in that role she's going to oversee images book channel sales and the relationship with simon and schuster its book market distributor
1: okay some would say she would if she could oh i know that was terrible i'm sorry uh not really last but not least and some very bummer news for me that i saw firsthand before this article Amazon to merge digital comics platform Comixology with Kindle app, which means that it's effectively killing off, well, let me rephrase that, officially and totally killing off the, uh, the Comixology uh, um, uh, uh, brand slash app, because, yeah, they already bought it and fucked it up, and this is where we are now. So, RIP to a Is Comixology. there a timetable on this? December 4th ah thank you yes because yeah because i i loaded up um comics out there like two days ago and saw the the um and saw the message come up saying hey we are merging with kindle book as a matter of fact i think i tweeted about it um uh we're merging we're merging with the kindle app on this day and uh yeah that's it
0: well we'll see where we'll see if it picks up where i leave off on attack on titan
1: Oh, it should. I mean, all of that should, according to this, this should be the case. Supposedly, you know, everything should be as it was. It's just that they're just folding it in. Because you could already read your books on the Kindle app. Right. That's my understanding, too. Is Because, you know, as a a comiXology Unlimited
0: person, I should be able to do it. And I I, I think I tried it, but I have other things open
1: on my Kindle. Like books, actual books open on my Kindle? Right. Which, exactly, which is the other thing that kind of bummed me out about it. I was like, you know what, the separation was good. Like, yes, comics are a book and this and that. And the other, but I was like, no, the Kemper, Kindle app was always separate because it was just novel books or whatever as opposed to the Comicsology stuff and Comixology Unlimited. But again, they fucked over uh, Comicsology, So that in itself is the real fuckery in all of this, Um, to be honest. So yeah. Uh, so if you still have the Comicsology app on your phones, hey, you know, um, and you don't like the way it is now, guess what? You didn't got longer to to deal with that because it's gonna go away. Sounds good to me. No, it's not good. <laughs> it's just not good at all.
0: Anyway, I mean, I I I think it's on the clunky side. Well, but yeah, I don't. Like the fact that they're gonna merge it and everything's gonna be on the one Kindle app. Um, but I I, I get the efficiency of it, you know. I kind of do
1: right but if they had just left things the way they were just let them run the thing it was doing fine they did not have to change stuff and they did yeah. and that's why it got clunky because of that thing. so anyway um, that is it for the news section folks uh, one last ad read
0: our last ad read of the night is for the the folks who uh, messed up comiXology keep our free by shopping at Amazon Visit CSPN.us then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment. It helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com
1: through CSPN.us. Do it today hey look i'm still talking about that i don't care what that despite we have an article that's not like we see we see any of that money anyway. so folks this um we have come to another end of another fine show next week uh is thanksgiving so i believe wait did we come down we we talked about this before the show uh well we talked about this in, during during the week as how this goes there may be a show there may not be a show we we'll, 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 yeah. We'll, we're
0: trying to figure it out because yeah. obviously with thanksgiving falling literally on a thursday when we normally record we come up on this problem pretty much every year mm-hmm. so you know we've Sometimes not done a show at all because we were, you know, sometimes out of town. I will be out of town, uh, you know, or at least doing some some parts of Thanksgiving out of town. Um, I don't know when I'll be able to record. You know, Roddy Cat and I will be in contact and try to figure that out. Um, You know, stay, you know, stay checking your socials. Stay checking our socials, and uh, you know, we'll we'll try to post when we're going to go up. Um, make sure to click like, and subscribe on all this stuff so that, you know, when we might be, uh, especially on the video feed so that, you know, when we'll be up, uh, recording. Um, I will say that, um,
1: I definitely need some time off pretty tired. Yes. So age of seven has been huffing it with all the volleyball and actual work between yeah. between
0: that, yeah so. and, and life and stuff. Yeah, so sure. yeah,
1: pretty I mean, tired. volleyball is life. So uh, front thing, <laughs> high, did the hockey <laughs> <you> teach <laughs> you that? Right. <laughs> but uh that being said like I said, the state like i just said, I said stay tuned to the socials and, and we'll forget out that if we don't do a show then i will probably put another one up uh, another old uh, evergreen one up on the twitch channel which because it's already up on youtube so i don't really have to do that um excuse me to for folks to to check out and uh we'll go from there regardless i have been writing you can find me at writing on twitter news news need on twitter and TP caps on instagram Uh, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. PC underscore dirt on Twitter. Popcorn on Twitter. Popcornwork.com all the umbrella sites in. And Tim D O G G O G98 on Twitter. CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles Twitter account. Uh, TheClickNation on Twitter. TheClickNation.com. And uh, of course, he's over at uh, comicbook.com under Timothy Adams, uh, writing his face off. Go check out the man's works. Um, you could find this here podcast on the Cold CSPN. Dot us.
0: Do it today.
1: You could also find this on your podcast, a place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, uh, aka Apple Podcasts, Slide. little, uh, almost had it. Uh, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Podcast, all that uh, SoundCloud, uh, and all uh, your other podcast, perusal, places of choice uh you can find us uh, possibly with the exception next week recording every thursday night nine thirty eastern standard time on the uh channel of the youtube channel of the click nation that's youtube.com slash the click nation and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles make sure to click like subscribe and leave us all the positive five star reviews <laughs> Oh hey, that um, that Adam. Speaking of that, Invincible um Adam, uh, Adam Eve uh, video game came out, and I might try pop on sometime this weekend to uh to, to to kick that around on the the Twitch channel. So stay tuned to my socials to to see uh, if that actually happens, if and or when that actually happens, because I keep keep threatening to do that, and that's what I don't want to do. With that, folks. This has been the Comic Book Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My time is up. Peace out,